Test, 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 test. One, two, one, two. So I probably shouldn't roll left or right, back or forth, right? Should I stay right here? Do you have prepared questions or are you just going off what you have in your head? I'm going off what I have. Welcome to another potentially useful episode of the TCAPS Loop Podcast. Today I'm visiting certified TCAPS host from a long, long time ago at a middle school far, far away. It's Mr. Andy Bauman. But before we drink the blue milk of this week's show, I'd like to trust my feelings to find TCAPS Loop's moment of zen. Train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. We've mentioned several times recently that our district has adopted a learning management system. Though much of the discussion with Andy is specific to Brightspace D2L, I believe there are many nuggets of wisdom shared by a habitual early adopter of EdTech. I hope you enjoy the conversation. So, Andy, thank you for your time. Sure. Which, you know, dropping in in a, obviously a different type of a year. Yeah. I've been kind of hesitant to jump into teacher's classrooms because you guys got enough going on between the pandemic and um, has brought about some significant changes in how teaching and learning absolutely has has been happening Uh, in regards to that one of the changes that happened and I don't know if it was necessarily in regards to the pandemic but it certainly aligned with the pandemic and the virtual nature of our learning in the spring so I'm, I'm kind of going all the way back to to last, last March. Year, yep. Did March ever end, yeah. really? It just kind of carried you to this. 12 months of March, right? Exactly. It's like Groundhog's Year. There was a, there was a tweet that was, um, um, was this the first day of March or is this the 366th? I can't tell. But anyway, in that process, this our school district decided to go with an LMS. So my first question is, did you know what an LMS was? Had you had any experience with an LMS previous to uh, the district incorporating Brightspace? You know, I, the closest thing to an LMS that I knew or understood was in the Google Classroom. Uh, I know that an LMS is a little bit more of a beast. It's got a lot more bells and whistles. Um, and so when I first heard that the district was switching, thinking about switching to one specific one for the whole district to use, you know, my ears kind of perked up and I was curious as to what direction that would go. Um, Initially, I was I sent a couple emails saying, "Hey, I really hope we consider still sticking with Google Classroom. I think it can do so much." But you know, then reading more and following up with other people, I kept hearing that you know some of these LMSs out there do so much more than what Google Classroom does. And so, as much as I love Google Classroom, I mean, I was an early adopter. I mean, I've been at the middle school for, for seven years now, and my first year down here is when Google Classroom started. And so, from the very first uh, version of Google Classroom. I have been a huge fan and I've grown along with it. I had a lot invested in that program and that app and a lot of the things I'd created. And so I was very curious as to what was gonna change, what it would look like. And so I started to follow that information very closely. Were you hesitant at all or were you ready to, after you heard some of the some of your other colleagues talking about it, were you like, okay, I'm open to this? Um, I was very hesitant at first, again, for the exact, exact same reasons a lot of staff are right now. A lot of staff are still kind of clinging to Google Classroom, and you know, I, I understand that. I, I mean, I we did a lot to build those, those platforms up. But then, I don't remember when it was. It was late in the summer, early in the summer, but the district released, or I, I got to see some video uh, 
summaries of some of the LMSs they were looking at. And I remember Brightspace specifically, when they did this presentation about the things that it could do, I was like, ooh, this, this sounds pretty cool. And so it was at that point I says, you know what, I might be willing to walk away from all of this. So it's going to take a learning curve, but I've always enjoyed the challenge of educational technology and using instruction through technology. And so I kind of let go of the idea that I might have to walk away from Google Classroom, but it might be a good payoff. It was a very short window of, of frustration for me because once I saw the possibilities with the new stuff, then I, I was like, well, if, if it can do more, let's go. When you first got your hands on it, what were some of the struggles you were finding in comparison to what you had done in Google Classroom? What were some of the hurdles? It's not in, as intuitive as Google Classroom. Like there are, it, it can do so many things that it, it takes some poking around to figure it out. And that's, I found that's the best way to, to learn about some of this educational technology is that you just get in and start playing with it. What does this do? What if I go here? What if I click this? And the more I played with it, the more I realized, you know, it's set up a lot like most of the things that we use. There's just so much. I compare it to, um, we've got grandparents who buy these fancy Cadillacs, because it's a Cadillac, but Cadillacs these days have all these bells and whistles. Like you can program your phone and get the internet and climate control and all these things. But grandma and grandpa, they never even said that. Like I'm driving a Cadillac, cruise control, here's my wipers and blankets, that's all I need. Whereas here's all these things that don't get used. Right? That's kind of what Brightspace is. Brightspace has a lot to learn because it offers a lot. And so I just started small. I just started playing around with some of the tools, like the announcements, um, setting up your dashboard, you know, clicking around on that. And then as I got comfortable with one area, I'd, I'd add another area and another area. We like to look at our educational technology, those tools, mm -hmm. or those things as tools. What pieces of Brightspace do you think have been the most useful tools to you in educating the students? Right now, my, my main use of Brightspace is it's just that vehicle to get my information, my materials, my curriculum out to my students, right? Um, I've created a template on Google Slides that um, I basically publish it to the internet and make all these hot links. And so my daily agenda throughout the week is posted on a Google Slide. And each little tab will take you to each assignment, each activity, each vocab list, whatever it may be. And so... Again, because of the power of Brightspace, I can just embed that onto my announcement page. And so now students can go right to my Brightspace page, see today's agenda, and it's laid out step by step, here's what we're doing. And each step is a click, clickable hot link that will take you right to that graphic that explains the grammar concept, or right to that assessment. Um, it's, it's especially effective for the kids who are, are having to quarantine, who are out sick, is that there's no asking, send me the work, what did I miss? They open up Brightspace and here's the agenda. You know, bright, colorful graphics, it's got clickable links. When we were doing the remote learning, I had the, um, the direct link to my Google Meet through right there and everything. And so that's mainly how I'm using Brightspace right now is it's that vehicle to get the materials out there. Um, I made quizzes on Brightspace. The, the quiz tool is an amazing, strong feature. They can auto-grade, you can have you can measure just about anything with that. It can be short answers to or false response to videos. I mean, it's just, again, it's just so powerful. There's so many things you can do. I'm starting to play around now with assignments and Google assignments for all those teachers who are worried about losing all the things they create in Google Classroom. The Google Assignments tool is just about nearly as good, right? That was my next question. 
you have all the Google stuff. Yep. You're you, you, you like the Google master. You are the Jedi master of <laughs> Google. And one of your concerns was, oh, I've got to, you know, I'm going to have to, that's okay. I'm going to put it up, put it off to the side and I'm going to embrace mm-hmm. Brightspace. Talking to David Noller, you know, quite a bit. And that was maybe a bit of a concern with him because he, you know, yep. really loves a lot of the tools in yep. Google Classroom. They've invested a lot of time. It's not the case. They, they, I mean, it's been a bit of a process, but you're not necessarily having to say no to, to your Google. No, no, it's all right there. Um, it's not as clean and efficient yet. Like right now when I create a Google assignment, like I have three sections of Spanish one. And with the Google assignment, I can't separate them yet by class. It only separates all 90 kids alphabetically. And so that's a bit cumbersome when you're trying to kind of go through and grade things, but it's a fairly new tool. And I'm thinking, that, I'm hoping that soon they're going to update that and fix that. But no, it's, it's to create that assignment and get it out there is just as easy as Google Classroom. It's just as easy. When I did Google assignments through Classroom, you can have these um, like comments that you can embed. Like when you're working on student papers and you can give that feedback. When you, if you highlight a text and you click that comment box, you can create like a comment bank. Those comment banks all still show up, right? It's still right there in the bright space. Well, I can start to give feedback and I can use my quick responses and they're all still there. I don't have to use Google Classroom to get that. So if you're just getting comfortable with Brightspace, mm-hmm. what's the first thing you would advise uh, a teacher to, to tackle? What part of it? Because it's too, like, as you said, there's so much right. there. It can be a bit overwhelming. Right. What's the first thing? Where, where should you start? Um, I just started with... Uh, Probably the announcements tool and the um, creating quizzes, right? Because to create a quiz, what I liked about the quizzes is you can create these question banks and then it can like auto-select bits and pieces and mix them up and shuffle them out and add them together. And again, once you get comfortable with that, then it, it just starts to feel easier. And so it's gotten to the point now where, you know, I can navigate through the, the quiz program pretty quick, whether I'm editing a quiz, grading a quiz, you know, giving a kid a second chance by going through and checking their answers, giving them partial credit. Again, the, the more you play with it, the easier it gets. Tech Tool of the Week. Using the embed code in Google Slides in your Brightspace D2L announcements. The announcement post will automatically update when you modify the Google Slide. It's as simple as cutting and pasting. All the slideshow functionality, hot links, etc., will be included. We're putting together a tutorial which should be out relatively soon. In closing, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at TCAPSloop. Subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Downcast, Overcast, the Google Play Store, Spotify, or wherever else you get your ear candy. Like the podcast, leave a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening and inspiring. No one will see a thing.